Travel, a special report for the industry now. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10. When I started this podcast in spring, we all thought that our travel and event world would recover by fall. Things were looking up. Now we're in the midst of the next pandemic wave and more cancellations and postponements are pouring in. I decided to create a special report because I've had great help during the last year and a half to remain positive and hopeful. It's all about perspective and finding new opportunities. I am very grateful that my career coach, Dr. Chaz Austin, hypnotherapist PK Max, and Melody Heller, aromatherapist and Reiki master, are happy to share practical advice on what to do to fight the blues. Medical disclaimer, PK Max and Melody Heller are both certified professionals in their respective fields. Hypnotherapy and aromatherapy are great tools, but please consult with a medical professional. But now, lots of great tips in just 40 minutes. Here we go. My friend Lisa introduced me to Dr. Chaz Austin. He is a college professor, career counselor, private coach, and corporate trainer who has offered online classes thanks to Pierce College on how to pivot and start a new career. Working with Dr. Chaz, whom you can find on LinkedIn Learning and on his website, has been a lifesaver for me and my classmates. I am very happy that he is my guest today to share advice for event and travel professionals. So, hello, Dr. Chaz. Thank you so very much for joining me on Let's Travel. Actually, traveling is not doing so well. We have the new wave of the pandemic. What should travel and event industry professionals expect? Uh, no one knows. <laughs> It changes day to day. Um, we, we opened things up and then uh, we took a step back because of the Delta variant or the DeSantis variant, as it's being called, uh, after the idiot governor of Florida. Um, I think slowly it's going to open back up. Uh, one of the things that I would suggest people in the travel industry do is um, connect with their colleagues and find out what they're doing, uh, whether it's travel related or something else, talk to people, find out where things are going, find out who's hiring, find out when things are gonna open up, can you get your name on the list for when things open up that can hire you like that. Uh, we have a colleague, you and I, who um, does uh, corporate tours And uh, what he did, because that was shut down, was he went to Virginia for about a month and worked helping uh, people get vaccinated. So that might be something where you can take your skills in touring and logistics and so on, get people vaccinated. So that's the second tip is get everybody vaccinated. The sooner everyone's vaccinated, the better. And it's something like 500,000 a day, people finally waking up and saying, oh, maybe I'd rather not die. Uh, maybe there, there's actually not a chip in there and Bill Gates isn't going to track uh, what <laughs> I do, that this makes sense. Um, so the, the sooner everyone gets vaccinated, and it won't be everyone, but almost everyone, the easier it's going to be. 
Microsoft is going to require people to be vaccinated. The, the military, which is a big one, is going to uh, require people to be vaccinated. That's going to be mandatory. So to, to my mind, if, if people are still wondering, should I do this? If it's good enough for the military, it's good enough for you. Um, so th that's a second thing. And the third, the third idea would be, as you talk to people in, in the travel field, ask them if there's nothing going on, what else do they suggest? What work can I do short term, meanwhile, until things do open up? And if it means, you know, if it means working a $15, $17 an hour job, at least you're busy, at least you're making something. And it buys you time until the travel industry does open and it will open again fully. People are so anxious after being locked down for a year and a half to get out, to go have fun, to play, to vacation, to go to restaurants, et cetera, um, that it, it's going to happen. Mm. Uh, the travel industry professionals usually have skills in terms of dealing with the public, presenting, organizing, logistics, um, leading groups, uh, being entertaining and informative, uh, getting groups to coordinate as a group. That's because, so the, that skill set, what other industries would you suggest somebody could look at? Anything, anything generally to do with the hospitality. Now, of course, that's part of travel, but But some of it may be online. So fine. So work online and do do virtual tours, whatever. But I, if you're if you're in a quandary, which certainly a lot of the people watching this uh, are, what do I do? Talk to other people in the field and find out. You're not the first to be in this position. They will. They many of them are slightly ahead of you. So oh, had, did you know about this? Have you heard about this? Here's an opportunity. Oh, hadn't even occurred to me. Can you put a good word in for me? Even better, I'll I'll connect you with the person who's doing the hiring. They could use you. Thank you for getting in touch with me and getting back on my radar so that I can help you and we can all help each other. And then when things open up and we can actually do a live tour, you're right there. And for now, if they want to learn new skill sets, how do they go about it? They can, I link your class for those who are in the Los Angeles area. Um, they find you on LinkedIn. What other, but if they're in other parts of the, the world, I have a lot of colleagues in Europe. I have a lot of uh, friends in Australia, in South Africa. What could they do on their end? This is where we're leaning on social media, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, start connecting with people in your field, your tribe, your travel tribes, yes? Mm -hmm. Um, and many of these groups have thousands and thousands of members and they post um, ideas, leads, interesting articles, surveys, and so on. Start connecting with these people and you might find work that you didn't realize existed. So that's a way to stay connected and, and hopefully through this pandemic and now pandemic light, I guess we call it, uh, the DeSantis variant, um, that, um, that people will uh, more and more have an opportunity to connect with others in their field where before it's like, well, I don't need that, I'm working. Well, now you're not. So, um, so reach out and reach out and reach out. 
other people, not everybody sitting at home waiting for something to happen. People are active, they're in motion, and they're doing things, whether directly related, indirectly related, or not related at all to the travel industry. We're going to help each other get through this. And the people in the travel industry will help each other get through this. That's what they do for a living, is they help each other. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so very much for all those uh, points. So everybody out there, go on LinkedIn. My name is easy to find. There's not that many with my name around. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, connect, and I'll be ha happy to connect you with others. And follow Dr. Chaz on all of his channels. He has the best advice ever. Thank you so much. You saved my, my life this last year. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Fear. False evidence appearing real. This concept is an eye-opener, and my next guest, hypnotherapist and life coach P.K. Max, explains how negative thinking can start out small and turn into a big, vicious cycle. Mind and body are connected. Negative thought literally affects your cellular makeup. P.K. tells us how we can flip the switch and get to positive thinking and results. Hello, PK. Thank you so very much for joining me. Um, I'm very excited to have you on my podcast. Um, my colleagues and I, tourists and uh, tourism and events uh, are suffering. Uh, you have advice that you've already shared with me privately. Um, what can we do at this point to not curl up in fetal position and uh, cry into our pillows? Yeah, well, that's really the last thing that you want to be doing. <laughs> But we kind of just switch that around completely, pivot it and do just the opposite, because what's happening is that each and every time your subconscious is taking in information by learning. And so you're teaching yourself how to feel a certain way. So every time that you say to yourself, oh, my God, the world is coming to an end. Oh, my God, I don't have enough money. Oh, my God, this is happening or that's happening. And this COVID thing is too frightening and all of that. All you're doing is creating knowledge and information inside of yourself that you're going to begin to take in as your own, that you truly believe. And the more you think it and the more you feel it, the bigger it becomes. And that's a part of the biology of our brains, how, how what operates. And so what happens is you take in this negative information over and over. You keep telling yourself these things and just listening to the news is going to do that. That alone will do that for you because of how they present it in, in the most negative and stressful way that they can without you even realizing that they're doing it that way. I know you know you're a journalist and so you know how these things are spun. <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. So we have a story in mind before we tell it. So we already positive or negative, have right. an angle. And unfortunately, good news doesn't sell. So no, I, sell. I notice myself getting depressed if I watch news for any amount of time. I try to get um, information from uh, NPR or PBS because it's presented in sort of a calm, neutral form. So you get information, but not the emotional manipulation. Which right, can but even upset. so, people will connect emotion mm. to what they hear. And so the more you connect negative emotion to it and take it personally, 
the bigger it becomes. And so that's how our brains operate. It's just like when you're learning a new language, you first learn ABC and then DEF, but you keep building on it and building on it until one day it becomes automatic. You can read and write and you don't think about it anymore. And that's what's happening to people today that they've become so stressed out and anxious from what's going on or what they perceive is going on right now in the world. Now we know these certain things are going on, but if you perceive it as something horrible, then yes, that's exactly what it's going to be. And, and what you think you create, that's how our brains work. And it only gets bigger and bigger the more you think about it. So you go into this stress and kind of panic mode, and then you're, you're really making it happen. It's like if you go back to high school biology or science and they talked about mitosis where your cells are like they're dividing and multiplying. Well, that's what's going on with what your thoughts, because your cells are sending the information of, from your thoughts through your entire body and mind. And so they're getting bigger and they're dividing and multiplying. And the more you think it, the more it happens. And, and now you're really screwed <laughs> because <laughs> now you have taken you have now entered into that fight flight response, which, you know, hopefully most people know about that. That's our instinctual response to either flee when we're being chased by a saber toothed tiger or to fight or to freeze one or the other you, you choose. But now you've gotten into that where your stress levels go really, really up. Your adrenaline goes really, really up. and You don't even notice it because you really think that because they have just told you that we now have to go back into lockdown, that this means there's a saber-toothed tiger chasing you. And so all your, your, your the adrenaline and the cortisol, it's like rushing up like, oh my God, I have to run away from this. Or, oh my God, I have to go and fight this. I have to do something. And then nothing really happens other than this feeling that you have because there's going to be no relief because there's no saber-toothed tiger chasing you. <laughs> this is the, the words of fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. So Absolutely. now we keep creating this false evidence over and over and over. And what's going to happen? Everything will be negative no matter what. And here we are in this time in the world where if you really think about it, everybody's been given time to sit with themselves, to be with themselves, to, to really get to know who they are and whoever the people are around them in a more profound way than they've ever been able to before. And instead, they're sitting there like on the edge of their seats with this these chemicals running through their body and brain that are doing them absolutely no good. By the way, these are the things like when they say stress causes cancer and heart attacks. Well, this is what's going on because you're destroying your body as well as your mind by all of this. What it is, is a flip of a switch to see the other side of it. So all these things that you get to do now, like simple things like doing yoga or aromatherapy, or just meditate, having the time and in space to meditate, where you can learn that, where you can study things. Okay, people are having financial issues, but financial issues happen in life to almost everybody on this planet. This isn't something that's new and it's how we handle that, how we go through it. That's gonna make the difference whether we're gonna make the correct decision for ourselves or not. 
once we start to make money. Oh, and that's the other thing that once you've got your stress levels going and you're on fight flight mode and they just don't come down and you keep staying up there like that, your conscious mind shuts off when you go into fight flight mode. It has to, because you can't be like running away from a saber toothed tiger thinking about what you're going to have for dinner that night. Or you know you you are on instinctual mode, so your conscious mind shuts down, and when that happens, you have no ability to make decisions correctly, to even see anything correctly at all. It's not possible. So now you're a total mess. You're completely stressed out. Your body is going through all this crazy chemical stuff that's that's really wreaking havoc on on your whole entire being. And on top of that, you are not capable of making correct decisions at all. So calm. <laughs> so what do we do, practically speaking, uh, if, you're, if you're already caught in a, a vicious cycle? How do you stop it? What can we practically do to get out? And how do we pivot and flip to positive? Well, the hypnotherapy is designed to do that on a long-term scale, on a long-term basis, so that that is now how you're thinking in this positive space, and you are now bringing to you all of those things that you choose positively to manifest, and, and that's what it's designed for. But there's some simple techniques just to do that, you know, it's a, a, a neuro-linguistic programming technique where you just stop when you have those thoughts instantly. You're kind of scrambling up your brain when you do that and um, you replace that thought instantly with anything that's better, anything that's more comforting to you, no matter what. And you have to keep doing it over and over because the more you do it, the more it's going to get inside of your subconscious that this is really how you feel that this, these pleasant thoughts are taking over and you're not allowing yourself to be inundated by these negative thoughts. And the other thing is just general calming meditation that you that anyone can do at home, which is really important, and yoga and all these other things. These, I mean, we have a thousand modalities out there to calm ourselves down, creating a beautiful environment in your home. Now, there's something that most people don't have the time to do or to be creative in any way at all. Yes, and we do have that time now, so it's actually That's a right. gift. Look and at exactly the positive. People are doing that. Most people are saying, oh my God, I have the time to exercise. I have the time to go take that art class. I have time to do this and that. And have I done it? No. Yeah. Because and actually do that now. Yeah. We are addicted to our own negativity. We are not going to get ourselves out of that because we're already in this pattern where it, we are now incapable of doing that. And so to break that pattern, it has to be that something that is always constant or many things like you wake up in the morning and you force yourself to do yoga or any kind of exercise, whatever it is, because exercise seriously helps. And you force yourself to have a better diet and you force yourself to think positive thoughts. You force yourself to just think what you appreciate about this life right now. And, and, you know, I used to work at rehabs and there were times when I would, you know, be working with a, 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 a serious drug addict, drug addicts. And, and these people came from backgrounds where they didn't even know what happiness was, not even for a minute. They didn't know what that felt like even. And so you could only like start by just taking them to a place of, okay, well, what does relief feel like to you? And they couldn't even get that either. Mm. And so you'd have to bring it down to, okay, what does it feel like when you have to 
go to the bathroom, go to the restroom, and then you relieve yourself. How does that feel? Do you feel relief? Okay, now start attaching yourself to that feeling, right? And so what you want to do is start attaching yourself to feelings that feel good to you. Mm -hmm. If it has to be something really small because you just can't remember what that would feel like, Okay, something tiny, like, I don't know, eating a donut, and it's not going to do any good, any harm to you or any, oh, doesn't that taste good? Or, you know, any little thing, you don't want to say that somebody wants to lose weight, but anything that um, just going into a meditation when you're in a beautiful space in nature, mm. and just visualizing that beautiful space, wherever you want it to be, whether you're at the beach or in the mountains or in the forest, wherever you choose, it doesn't matter. But just be there and put on some really new age kind of music and just sit there listening to that music and visualize yourself in this amazing space. You can have waterfalls, you can have beautiful flowers, you can have whatever's going to make you feel good. Go to those things and keep doing it over and over so that you begin to change your brain. Thank you so very much. That's You're wonderful welcome. advice. I'm going to re-listen to this multiple times because I will follow it. And I do stay happy with beach runs, yoga, dancing, and my dog. That's what the <laughs> <song> is, right. <laughs> because we never I have difficult have conversations. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you very much. I'll You're see you very soon. You're welcome. <laughs> We feel our best when we are in balance, when mind, body, and soul are relaxed. But achieving balance sometimes is easier said than done. I love using aromatherapy oils because wonderful scents will affect your mood. I called Melody Heller from Heavenly Aromatics, an online business Melody started because of the pandemic. She's a certified aromatherapist and Reiki master, and she explains how Reiki and aromatherapy work. Aromatherapy is a science. Certain oils have certain characteristics and effects, and not everyone can use any oil. Please consult a professional. The right combination can help you achieve well-being and elevate your mood. And it smells delicious. Hello, Melody Heller. Thank you so very much for joining me. I'm glad we get to see each other at least via Zoom. And I'm... I'm really curious. You've helped me a lot. My hands have improved tenfold. Uh, Melody is in Chicago. She makes aromatherapy-based uh, products for body and mind. Uh, and I love that natural approach. What can we do at this point with aromatherapy, and you're also a Reiki master, natural methods to take care of ourselves for stress and anxiety? Well... Uh, Marianne, first of all, thank you. Mm. Thank you for having me and thank you for acknowledging this um, very important subject in today's world. Um, natural medicine, um, I see it and I view it and I always have viewed it as a great enrichment. Um, I kind of call it sometimes a triage um, for the next step, but it can also help you in so many different ways. So aromatherapy is, yes, I have products and yes, you know, we, we worked on your skin and, and it's great. And it was good to start out with, but I mean, you know, you were easy because, <laughs> you know, you have great skin. Okay. So, and you've always followed this skincare approach. So 
we can do it by applying, and that would be even in a medical point of view, so to speak. It would be a holistic type of thing. Um, and most aromatherapists, like myself, most will do an intake. So we we actually do know your traditional medical history um, if you are on any medications, because you'll find that people will come to you. But we do also encourage you to see doctors. I mean, we just do, um, because we can't treat cancer or God forbid, COVID, we can help in these lines. But really, during COVID, and, and that's, I think, the most important point right now, is there's so much emotional imbalance. So whether it be something you put on your skin or something that you spray in the air, you're still getting that aroma. Okay, so you can kind of do a double duty sometimes. And I make anything from serums, you know, for skincare to uh, milk baths where you can kind of say, oh, do you have this skin situation? And, oh, you're having some stress. So what I do is I make kind of both. And I, I incorporate some of them. And others, what I will do is um, make them strictly for inhalation. Now, lavender, and I've talked about lavender. Like I talk to everyone. I think I talk to people at the grocery store about lavender. Lavender is always a go-to. It's the safest for anyone who's just going to walk into maybe a Whole Foods or any kind of, a, um, you know, a health food store. I, you know, I, there are millions of them out there. You can grab essential oil and it would be organic essential oil. You always want to look at it, make sure it has the binomial name, the Latin name, um, where it's been um, sourced from is always a good thing to have. And what I do a lot of times, and I've gotten a lot of calls and I have clients and I have people that just randomly pop up on my Facebook asking me what they can do. Um, COVID has put us into, in the beginning, it put a lot of people into panic because their lives were turned upside down and most people do not deal with change well, okay? And this wasn't, oh, in three weeks, you're going to. This is, we have a pandemic, people are dying protect yourself. And it was literally about a 48 hour, you know, window there to get everything together to, to figure out what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I can't work. I can't do this. How am I going to survive? And it was always the what if or how am I going to that was attracting people to me. So what I did was I came up with two different little literal scent profiles. One is a calming which has a lavender base, okay? And this is very good for that anxiety, that panic. And I came up with sprays. In fact, my daughter I, is gonna be a doctor and she panics before she takes an exam. She did this at the age of six. She's now doing it well into her thirties. And so I made a lavender spray. Um, it works, it calms her. It gets her to a point where she can just kind of stabilize. And I'm a firm believer in what I call creating the perfect balance. And that's really just getting yourself centered, grounded, taking in, you know, a good amount of lavender sometimes, and really focusing on the fact that whatever you are living for, through at that moment is in that moment. That moment is not going to be there in 10 years. So these are temporary situations that we know with the right, maybe aromas, the right um, skincare, anything like that is going to be able to be combated, okay, by these things. It will, we can heal. 
we can create that balance. We can stay within those parameters. Um, and the other one was stress relief because there is a difference and people don't seem to realize this between something that would calm you anxiety and panic and stress. Stress is more anger based. Okay. I'm so stressed out, stressed out and it, it gets you angry. You get agitated. It has an agitated edge to it that I use a combination of eucalyptus and spearmint. Okay. What that does is it actually works in two directions at the same time and balances you. The eucalyptus will calm you and the spearmint will bring you up. So, it, you know, that's exactly what it does. So it hits that balance. You're hitting that actual plateau. You're getting calmed with the eucalyptus. The spearmint goes into it, brings you right back up and you're at that plateau. Lavender is more of an anxiety relief because when we are at anxiety, we're scared. It's more of a of fear. We have that panic attack. What are we going to do at this moment? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Panic and anxiety last a shorter time than stress does. Okay, um, and it's funny because it lasts a shorter time. It physically will trigger you, but not at the impact that stress will. Stress will really impact you, okay? It can give you a heart attack, all that stuff. So you have to be able to to, to kind of form those, you know, separate them and form those different um, scent profiles in order to be able to combat those. And that's what I have done so far in those, those two particular situations. Um, I'm finding that people are, it's hard to navigate a new world. I mean, you know, and people were reaching out and it's, how do I do this? What am I going to do with my kids? I don't know how to teach. I, I have school and, and the teacher's sending all these things and I don't even know how to do this kind of math. And so it was like, all right, everybody calm down, right? Let's just calm down. Let's think this through. Let's come up with a SEM profile. So I do sprays. I do um, diffusers. And I will tell you that when people are having a virus, whatever kind of virus, diffusers work very well. Um, there's always, you know, kind of a situation, Marianne, where people are like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get this and we'll put it into the diffuser. Well, first of all, that is wonderful. But if you're on certain medications, you can't use certain oils. You need to know. Mm-hmm. You need to know what your oils are. Okay. And you need to know. If you're on a statin, which is um, lovastatin is a good one, or a torvastatin, and that's for cholesterol, you can't have grapefruit, okay? And I went, this is a big thing because I am on a statin. Okay, can't have grapefruit. So, you know, when we were, people were taking nicotine patches or any kind of a patch, that goes into your skin, okay? So you can't put grapefruit into any product that's going to go into somebody's skin on a statin, right? Okay, so can't do that. Um, and we can't diffuse it because when you inhale, it still goes in or, you know, smokers wouldn't have the problems they have, right? Okay, so you have to know these balances. Um, and it is tricky. It, it is really tricky. The The past year and a half have been very tricky. And I think it's because there's been some, you know, misinformation running around about COVID and it's new. So like you find out something every day that's new. It's kind of like aromatherapy. Aromatherapy was around, you know, from like, you know, the Babylon days. However, nobody classified it. Nobody really went into 
the um, the organic chemistry and any of the research. So it's still a new type of healing, so to speak. Whereas Reiki is not. Re Reiki is ancient. It's been going on, you know, forever, but new to the classification of Reiki. Um, you can incorporate Reiki and you can incorporate aromatherapy together. Okay. Reiki, what is Reiki? Because I've right had so many conversations with people here and Californians are usually pretty, you know, in tuned with holistic approaches and very om and then the old hippies and all that. But we're all a little fuzzy on what Reiki actually is and what it's what it does and how what do you do? <laughs> okay, right. Okay. So I was just gonna tell yeah. you Reiki is a hands-on healing. It is not massage therapy, but it is an actual, it's a transference of energy. Okay, so when you meet somebody, you know if you like them and you know if you don't, and you can't figure out why. They haven't spoken to you, it's not you love the outfits they're wearing, but something about them just is like, right? It's because we have electrons that we, our, our body has these electrons. And so it's kind of like a magnetic thing, right? Okay. When you and I first met here, because good example, we got along immediately, mm -hmm. like immediately, like we had yeah. known each other our whole lives and we were friends like that. Okay. Because our, our magnetic fields worked together. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Reiki is really energy healing. Um, and it's really, I mean, they talk about Jesus and, you know, he was a healer hands-on. Well, maybe he was the first Reiki master and we just don't realize it. Um, what does Reiki do? Okay. For me, I find Reiki when I use it on my clients is very relaxing. It can take that chaotic world that we, everybody has a chaotic world. Okay. There's no one right now that doesn't have chaos somewhere and just brings it down to that calm level. Now, if you think about that and it's just different positions and it's really working on chakras. Um, so, you know, you have the crown and, you know, the root and all of the different chakras and it's really putting hands on the person a minimum of three minutes per, per chakra. Um, and really transferring that magnetic vibration. Okay. <clears throat> and I will tell you, it's taxing as a Reiki master, when performing Reiki, it is taxing. I mean, it will take the energy out of you. Um, it, it, I, I've been like, okay, afterwards, all right, I need a 20 minute break now, you know, type of thing. Um, let's load up on the caffeine and we're good to go. Um, and, and, you know, I, I say that as a joke because <laughs> not a big caffeine person, but, you know, I mean, like, but you have to recharge. You just yeah. have to recharge. Um, incorporating aromatherapy does work. Um, sometimes, I find that if I, if I run um, a very basic scent, not necessarily geared toward the actual reason the client is there, but just like something calming, vanilla. Vanilla is very, most people can embrace vanilla. Very few people don't like vanilla. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it will enhance the Reiki because it's adding that extra calm without taking them too deep. You don't want to put somebody like into a point where they're in a trance. First of all, we are not hypnotists and we should not do anything like that because we're not trained. You need that. You go to a trained hypnotist, but it brings them to a point where the calm just overcomes them and, and, and it's fine. And, and they walk out and they're like, thank God. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, I, I don't know how to thank you type of thing. Um, it is a healing. 
I have had some success. Um, I find that I've that it works with my clients more to bring them into their perfect balance, mm-hmm. just to bring them to their point of, of balance. It's a 45 minute session. Um, it's very quiet. I usually do not personally meet, um, bring in any of that music. Like some people want to run music and Zen and all that stuff. And that's great for them. I find that that's a distraction. We're going to work on your balance. Then we can't distract you. I need you to focus. I need you to close your eyes. I need you to work on your breathing. Um, and I need you to just kind of, you know, let me do the work. Um, and so that's what Reiki is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people have asked me like, well, I don't understand Reiki. This is the simple, the, the simplistic, you know, version of what it is. Um, and it works with aromatherapy. You can bind them and you can get great results. You really can. But there are other things that I think um, in the holistic world that are important too, that I personally do not, it's not in my world. I, I do not apply these. Um, and it's not that I personally don't, I don't render these services. Yeah. And I think nutritionists are so important right now. Mm. You know, oh, yes. I really do. I think that yoga is so important right now. I think hypnotherapists are so important right now. And, and I think that as we open our minds and our eyes and our world um, from getting away from a lot of chemicals, there are some you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer of God forbid you have cancer, please go get treatment. Please, please do that for me. Um, but there are so many we don't need. Okay. We don't need so many of these different painkillers um, that are just being pushed by whether it's a doctor or a pharmaceutical company or whatever, or the marriage of the pharmaceutical company with the doctor, right. That we don't necessarily need. And there are natural ways to do these things I think are important, but I think as we evolve, as people and society, and yeah, we talk about the hippie, you know, California stuff, and that's true. I mean, I live there, I know. Um, they weren't so far off because if we open our minds to these things, there are options. And with options bring not only opportunities for people, but they bring more of a balance of a happiness because it's not that I can only go to this doctor. I can only do this thing. I can only do that thing. I have options. And that gives hope. Mm -hmm. And in a world where we're suffering from a pandemic and we don't know what variant is going to, you know, mutate next, um, having hope, I think, is the key to balance. I really do. I think that we need to realize this is temporary. I know it's a long temporary, but it's a temporary. you're not in this alone. There are people like myself and yoga people and hypnotherapists and all kinds of people out here that you can reach out to. Most of us are working by Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, most of us are. We're available. Use that. Don't do the what ifs. And I think that's where we're at. You know, I think so many people are only if, 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 if I could. Um, what if I reach out? Just reach out. Because you have to remember, we're all going through this. This isn't just like California, Chicago, New York. This is Australia, right? I mean, we're talking Australia, South Africa, China, uh, France, Italy, Canada, UK. Everybody's going through this. You're not alone. And I think what happens is we get this fear 
that we're alone and we're going through it and nobody understands what we're going through. We all understand what you're going through. We all do. And as providers of holistic health, and I'm sure when you talk to other ones, they can tell you, we are also going through this with you. We are, we are trying our hardest. Um, and I think that we need to open our minds. And I think with hope and opening our minds and living a more holistic life, I think we can really kind of save this planet and this world. And I think that we've learned a lot of lessons. Marianne, do you remember when everybody was on lockdown and all of a sudden the environment got great? Yes. Okay. There is a positive in every situation. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that while we're dealing with all of these new situations um, and some health situations, we need to sit back and reflect about what we can take away positive from this horrible negative. And there's always a positive. And if somebody says, I dare you to come up with one, the environment got clean. We went back to a simpler thought process in our mind of, if I wear a mask, I can protect my neighbor. Okay, we didn't think about that. We didn't care about our neighbors like, you know, two years ago. Okay, that's nice. And we moved on. We became a little bit more compassionate. And I think that that's something that we need to think about because it does help your balance. You know, I mean, it helps your balance. They always say, and you know that I've always said this, what you put out there comes back to you. Karma is real. Okay. Karma is real. So take care of yourself. And in return, you will be taken care of. Thank you very much. That's a beautiful uh, word of advice. And uh, everybody out there listening, look at the links, Heavenly Aromatics on Etsy and Facebook. Uh, the links will be in the description. And uh, I'll be checking in for more of my uh, wellness and balancing treatments. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, no, I, 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 trust me. Trust me. Wait till you see your next thing. <laughs> Can't wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. It's going to be coming very soon. Take care, Marianne. Thank you again. And Thank may so all of you just go ahead, create a perfect balance and be happy. Look for the happy because it's out there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you're inspired. Think positive and be happy and see you soon.